knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Wake me up before you go-go. Yes, that is wham. And I say that because... One, I wanted to stick that song in your head because if it's in my head, it should be in your head too. You're welcome for that. Two, WHAM is an acronym for the Women Anglers of Minnesota who, but I'm bump, are my guest for this week's podcast, the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. I've been trying to get these ladies together for a long time, but as you can imagine, during the ice fishing season, they're busy ice fishing. So it's, you know, it's tough to do. But I was coming back from uh, snow goose hunting. I was kind of on the way. They were available. I'm like, let's just do it. And we met at the Exchange Food and Drink um, restaurant and uh, sat down, had a meal with them, put the microphones on, and uh, recorded a recorded a quick episode. Uh, just kind of get out there. Had a great time talking with uh, Patty and Aaron, and uh, look forward to doing more stuff with them. Uh, it's pretty cool. I learned a lot. I had no idea. I mean, I knew that the Women Anglers of Minnesota was a thing. I've seen them on on social media and that, but I did not know that they've been around as long as they as they have so like 42 years or something uh incredible like that obviously we talk about that and many other things it was a a great podcast i really enjoyed sitting down talking to him so let's get into it here is the full scale outdoors podcast with the ladies of women anglers of minnesota (laughs) oh here we go boys that sound this is a good one can you yeah can you hear me now I can all right everybody can hear everybody I'm gonna have to do the wham joke again (laughs) Nah, I'll just throw it in later people will never know (laughs) <laughs> so, Women Anglers of Minnesota. Thanks, ladies, for doing this. Appreciate it. We've been talking for, what, a while trying to organize this? Yep. The single hardest thing about this podcast has been getting people a, a date that works for all parties. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible. Because that outdoors hobbyists. Yep. <laughs> We're always on the go. Outdoor things. And if it's somebody that actually has an outdoor business, then they're insane. They don't. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, there's no off season. I, I mean, can't even imagine. It's ridiculous. It's just, it's ridiculous. But I knocked one out earlier uh, today, so that was great. So I get two of them. You're on a roll. I am. Because I <laughs> release it. I release one a week, and I've, I haven't had one since I've been out in the Dakotas guiding Snow Goose Center. So. I feel good. I feel relief that I got getting knocking two of these out will cover me as I'm in uh, the keys fishing. So cool. Oh, We're happy to thing. help yeah. you out with well, that. Well, hopefully I can get some down there. <laughs> I'm gonna snag a guide, or I'll just go down to the docks and be like, "Who wants to do a podcast? <laughs> Let's do this. Sit down. I'll talk to anybody." Um, but I guess I found you guys. Yeah, I put a search looking for guests on fishing was or oh, Brainerd Lakes area fishing on Facebook. I believe it was. And so Patty got a hold of me, and then we started talking. But I know, just know some people through social media that are members of Wham. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to say that. Just <laughs> I feel like it needs some emphasis. Exactly. You're not so the only one. Wham. <laughs> um, but you guys give me a history. It's been around a long time, right? Yes. Yeah, so the club was actually born in 1977. 
It was started by a group of housewives that came together over their common love of fishing. And legend has it that the club was actually started on the waters of Lake Minnetonka over their common interest in muskie fishing of all things so cool yeah Yeah, just jump into the like one of the hardest ones exactly i mean if you think about what it was like in the 70s you have women fishing that's like whoa right and you have women fishing for muskies that's like wait a minute (laughs) and trying to get into tournaments exactly yeah that's a weird thing that like try like it was a men's club for the longest time i think that i don't think that's really the case anymore but it's still kind of a a mental barrier for a lot of women, you know, and it's it's not even say for a lot of women. I think it's still I think there's still a little bit of a mental barrier just mm-hmm. for society. Right. Which is actually helping and a hindrance. So it's like some people are kinda of making you know, if they have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. and like they're a pretty girl and they're catching fish, like then they get really popular. You know, like it's, ooh, this is a pretty girl that fishes. Like it's this, <laughs> we found a unicorn. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it kind of makes it more special, but in mm-hmm. a way, it's like, well, is it only the pretty ones matter? I mean, like right. fishing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, but that, I guess that's just general American consumerism, too. That could probably be for anything, whether it's sports or pool and playing or. You know, nowadays on social media, everybody has like their personality or you know, the persona that they're kind of trying to put out there. Sure. Um, we we have all kinds of members in our club. We do have members that have never picked up a fishing rod before. We also have members that compete on tournament circuits or that do have a big social media following. So we're kind of all over the board. Um, we welcome everybody, but our really our main goal is to get more women in the outdoors, uh, teach them the skills they need to get out there and be confident on the water. Um, like you were saying, I think for many years it did carry such a stigma that this was a man's sport. Um, but now women are breaking down those barriers. We're seeing in surveys that um, we make up over half of the new anglers coming into the industry. So um, we are making a, a path and a name for women in, in angling. And I think some of those older stigmas you're going to see kind of start to go to the wayside. Well, that's good. Fishing needs it. I mean, all, th- all outdoor activities are kind of on a downward slide. So any, any and reason for uptick is good reason that's part of our mission too is you know not only are we all about getting women into the outdoors all of our proceeds that we make from our tournament and fundraising efforts those goals towards funding our other mission of getting more children into the outdoors too so um, each year we donate hundreds and hundreds of rods and reels brand new to kids fishing organizations like clinics and stuff like that so we are thinking of that future generation that's actually really important to us so we're doing our part i think that's awesome (laughs) Yeah. That's super cool. So you guys had a, like, Mille Lacs was your last big event. Right. Right, you had a tournament up there. Yep, that was our uh, ice fishing tournament. That was our second annual ice fishing tournament. Last year we. How many teams? uh, I think we had 60 teams, over 60 teams. Yep. We had 140, I think, signed up, so that would be 70 teams. Yep, 70 teams. I mean, the max is 150 for our tournaments. Yeah. That's pretty good. Weather conditions were not that favorable. No. I'm It was a tough day. Um, a tough with month. all the snow we got this year, lake travel was super hard. Yeah, really limited. Um, but, you know, our women went out there and they pushed through and we had some nice fish was, brought in. and. That was a panfish tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Correct? Crappie, sunfish, and perch. How many of each? A bag limit of five. You could weigh in five of each. In your five bag. of each. Yeah. And in for that tournament, we actually have their women that are out there on their ATVs and their snowmobiles, mm-hmm. but we have a lot of women that are new to ice fishing, that don't have the gear, sure. don't have the ability to punch their own holes and all that kind of stuff, so we also do a community area. That's awesome. That we get, they get punched ahead of time, so everybody of every skill level can, can fish in the tournament. And a lot of the winners came out of the community area this that's, year. That's super cool. Uh, oh, she's <laughs> <laughs> what did you place? Um, we had third place. Nice. Um, <clears throat> we actually did have a snowmobile. We were mobile, uh, fortunately, but we checked out a couple spots in the morning um, outside of the community area, and we weren't having a ton of luck. We caught a couple of perch that we ended up weighing in, but then we went over to the community section. It sounded like everybody over there was having fun. They were cheering each other on, and um, every fish was being celebrated, it seemed like, so... 
we wanted to see what all the hype was about. So we went over there, just dropped some lines. We were chatting with some of our friends, and um, the crappie bite was pretty big over there. So nice. we ended up taking third place, uh, my partner and I, who's actually the president oh, of our oh, organization. Ringers. So. <laughs> ringers. <laughs> Rigged. No. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really cool to hear the women cheering <clears throat> each other. What yeah. nice fish. You know, it's a tournament. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then, but then we ha- we have some really hardcores. I mean, we had one girl that we're allowed to, you're allowed to punch your first hole before the 11 o'clock horn goes off. Oh, wow. You just can't drop down a sure. line or can't sure. drop down, you know, your juicer or anything like that. And the one girl actually broke her hand and sliced her hand open. Oh, and she her, fished. She, she stayed fished on the ice whole the whole thing. hours. Yeah. Wow. She, and then she left and she went to urgent care and. She came back right in time to. Accept our trophy nice. on the stage. It was pretty epic. But, <laughs> <It> was <awesome>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we don't feel awesome for her, but, uh, but yeah, that was. Awesome <laughs> but I'm just saying, is we have every yeah. level. You know, two years ago, um, on, our, on our first winter trip, I got to catch. I got to catch on video a woman catching her first fish ever, either hard water or open mm-hmm. water. That's pretty cool. At, at 50 years old. 50 years yeah. old, and here she is catching her first fish ever. And she had no problem taking that thing right off the hook yeah. herself even. That's so awesome. it was pretty cool. So we have every level of experience. Yeah, it's cool. And I joined an ice fishing league this year, Minnesota Made. And, mm. uh, oh, you did? Cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it's kind of the same thing. Like, uh, everybody is out there helping everybody else. Like, before the event time, you know, unloading wheelers. And, and if anybody, like, broke down or battered, like, there's always somebody to step right up. And, yeah, we're all competitors, you know. But even pre-fishing, we'd share information. You don't see it some. I mean, you know, right. like. Can't give away all your secrets, Yeah, right? exactly. But, I mean, within to, reason. To, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> within reason is a perfect way to put it. It's yep. like, you know, when we all bullshit on the ice, we're like, hey, you know, how are you doing? How this thing? How, what'd you find over there? I don't know. Nothing much. And I don't, <laughs> I don't think I was being lied to. Yeah. But, you never uh, know. <laughs> yeah, we, we did pretty good. Um Finished in the top 10 of 25 teams, so we're pretty wow. happy that as, as league nice. rookies. Yep. And, uh, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But with that kind of going into the women anglers of Minnesota and your tournaments, like, I started thinking, like, why? I don't think it's in the league rules that women can't be part of Minnesota no. made. Now, there needs to be an opening. Like, right. I just got lucky this year. There happened. Some mm-hmm. people just happened to not renew their membership or whatever. So there was, I was like, heck, yeah, sign me up. I've been wanting to do a league for a while now. Right. Um, but I mean, I know some pretty decent female anglers that. Yeah, actually, right two in. of our members participated in the UPL this year: yep, Allie yep. Widdens yep. and Maddie Og. Maddie Og. Yep. First all-female team. That's awesome in the league. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. In a way, again, in a way, it's cool. In a way, it's like, why isn't this just a thing? Yeah. You know? But I guess it just isn't. I mean, mm-hmm. it just it's got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, and this is pretty new, I think, for a lot of people and for the industry. I mean. Even when I joined the club five years ago, we had less than, I think we had over maybe 125 members. We had less than 200 members. So um, I think after the recent sports show we did, uh, the Northwest Sports Show, we just hit the 700 mark. So we are growing fast. And like I said, I think this is going to be more normal. Um, It's becoming more socially accepted um the industry is now making products catered towards women specifically so they're seeing that we do have uh, a presence in the industry which is awesome yeah that's great i gotta imagine like clothing gear it would be <coughs> super irritating to not be able to get women's sizes it is but luckily gear or, or whatever it is <coughs> mm-hmm. it's like that would just you know yeah would be miserable well we're shorter and we have different curves and yeah different <laughs> yeah i don't know how you sizes, would do it so. the, the size like the size numbers thing i'm like yeah what do you mean your size your size three i've seen like <laughs> 10 size threes that are all different shape like yeah. you're gonna like oh, i'm gonna wear a size three jeans I'm like i don't think that girl's wearing a size three jeans yeah and i don't think she's gonna wear a size three jeans mm-hmm. they're gonna fall off of her she's a different kind of size three like right. how does that work how yeah. do you not just have inseam and waist yeah. Like guys' pants. See, and when I see those numbers, I'm like, what does this mean? I'm like, I just need, like, one number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I don't know how you ladies do it. Uh, I, don't get it. I don't understand. It just makes no sense to me how it can just one yeah. number can cover such a wide <laughs> variety of... Uh, like We're complicated. We're women, right? Well, that's... You know, that's We're right. from Venus. You're from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> that's a book, you know. Yes, it, it is. It is. <laughs> I think it's Mars and Venus. Might be the way around, but I don't know. Oh. I didn't read it. <laughs> I think you're right, actually. I know everything is there, no, but women. 
No, but that's our what they club. all say. And that's that I and, and that is that I know nothing. False news. <laughs> and our Big club day. and other clubs, the industry is starting to listen to us, like she said. You know, whether it's color or, you know, we need the size or just because it's pink. Mm-hmm. Personally, I hate pink. I yeah, hate pink that's too. You know, my my you wife know, hates pink too, and that's kind I'm of thing. Like, oh, girl. we're gonna we're gonna make clothes. <laughs> we're gonna cater to the female outdoorsman. Pink camo, pink this, mm-hmm. pink that. It's like. Well, and the other thing is, is they take and a functional. And the other <laughs> thing is, is they take a, a cheap fishing rod combo and slap pink on it. And sure, it's probably like, upcharge. We it. don't mm-hmm. want, yeah, we don't want the pink. We want the good stuff. Yeah. You know, exactly. you can have pink and good stuff, but you can have well, pink. Why can't it be both? Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. Good point. Very good point. Yeah. I don't know. It's got to be highly irritating. We at my bass club, Loon State Bassmasters. We have two ladies. In there. Mm, They're wonderful. Really good. I mean, they're good sticks. I, nothing bad to say about either one of them. Like, that, pretty sure I've been beaten by both of them. So. I was going to say, <laughs> I bet they outfish you too, huh? <laughs> well, they have, but I've also beat them on any yeah. given mm-hmm. day. So, I, it's, it's, yep. I think everybody in the league is, is pretty competitive. Yep. I think the skill level is, is pretty even. Yep. You know, when you take it to that when you take it to that level where you're you're joining a club or you're, you're fishing tournaments on a regular basis, I think most people are going to, you know, I mean, it was a, my first year was a little bit of a rude awakening. I wasn't say a rude awakening, but it was like, thought I was a pretty good angler. And then, which by Reality comparison check. to most weekend anglers, sure. But then when you fish against other good anglers, you're like, oh, so not that good. A little <laughs> little humble pie. Yeah, like not that, which is good, though. It ups your game. Right. So, yep. I mean, I learn new things, and I learn how to fish harder and focus better and maximize your time on the water. Like, you just find you know every minute counts and you just you get streamlined it just makes you a better angler all the way around to challenge yourself and we have members that when they join they're already tournament anglers but we also have some of the women that come into the group they've learned how to fish we just had somebody else the other the other day one of the ladies was starting to ask about how you get into bass tournaments and Mm -hmm. you know how do you get involved with that kind of stuff and people are you know, commenting and supporting them and, you know, go for it and those kinds of things. So it's, you know, it's one of those circle of support. Sure. That they maybe haven't, wouldn't have otherwise. That's awesome. And Wham's been around for a long time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oldest standing active women's fishing club in the country. In the country. Yay, Minnesota. How many years? Uh, 42 this year. 42. Yep, 1977. Pretty impressive. Inducted mm-hmm. into the Minnesota Hall of Fame this year. Is that the, right? Yep, the Minnesota Fishing Hall of Fame. Finally earned our way in after 42 years of building. And the amazing part was is our original pres, our first president, Sybil, Sybil Smith, Smith, was there at the induction ceremony. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, that was pretty and cool. And Sybil, she's written books on where to fish in the metro area. Very um, cool. She's been around a long time, and she was our first president. So, yeah, we were honored to have her there with us. She's still a huge supporter of where we've taken the club and where we're going. And she's at every sport show and every big event that we we had our 40th anniversary. She was there. Um, She's at the Hall of Fame induction. So she's definitely made her mark on the industry, and we've just been very fortunate to have her be a part of our history as well. And so many women. Yes. She's definitely one of those pioneer women that you think yeah, of. Yeah, that's who awesome. <laughs> We've got some women that have been in the club for 25 and 30 years and have raised their daughter. When they mm-hmm. when they got into the club, they may have been married, but all of a sudden they had a baby, and now they're bringing their babies to the events. And now that's those babies cool. are grown and members, and they're having their own babies. We have some yep. two- and three-generation families families that have been in it all along and we have some two and three generations that have only been in the club for four or five years the written hours right six years something like that yep and two years and last year's ice tournament we had a grandmother granddaughter take second place in the nice. ice mm-hmm. tournament so making um, lots and lots of memories and you know like i said every age age we actually have a youth membership that's what 12 to 16 mm-hmm um, and we're doing whatever we can to support the youth. That's good. So. That needs to be done for sure. You guys got a big event coming up this summer, right? Uh, yes. It's Saturday, June 1st, uh, Woman Lake. It's in Hackensack, Minnesota. Awesome fishery. 
Uh, really Lake. good. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I know, nice right? It's just kind of a coincidence. <laughs> exactly. So we actually do a new lake rotation every two years or every – so be, we'll be two years at Woman Lake. This is our last year, and then – we're going to a different lake, which is to be announced at this year's tournament. Um, but the, the t- two years prior, we were at Osakis. So we kind of jump around a little Ooh, bit. Osakis is a good lake. Oh, yeah. Big panfish. Nice lake. crappies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. So this year, we're going back to Woman Lake, um, 42nd annual tournament. Um, we have spots for 150 women. Typically, we get close to selling out. We haven't sold out since I've been the oh, tournament director. There you director. go, ladies. Get on it. Exactly. Pass the word around. Yep. Get signed up. Yeah. Multi-species tournament. We welcome all ages and skill levels. $120 for the tournament fee. Um, You have to be a member to fish, and our membership is only $25 a year. So, yeah, it includes your meals on Friday and Saturday and your chance to take home a big check. We give out over $10,000 in cash prizes. So dressing in drag. I'll see you there. (laughs) (laughs) Get your wig out. Yeah. Yeah. First place in each of the five categories is $500 and works its way down to fifth place. And then we have a big fish that's two grand. Yep, the grand prize. Grand prize. And Seriously then identifying as a woman for that. <laughs> and then we have our uh. Wham Slam, which if you get a fish in each of the five categories, you weigh that bag in. And if you've got the biggest bag, I think this year it's up to $2,500. Every year that somebody doesn't win it, we had another $500. Yeah, oh, it rolls cool. over. Nice. Mm-hmm. Rolls over. So last year nobody won it. So this year it's 20. So it's what's other fish you can catch now again? So we have uh, northern pike, walleye, bass, which can either be a largemouth or a smallmouth, uh, crappie, sunfish. And then we have a fun fish category you can enter for an extra $5. And I think it's perch this year. No rock so. bass, rock bass don't count. Well, it, no rock it was bass rock have bass been and included other years. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, like the ugly stepchild of fish. Yeah, I know. Like, oh, it's right? rock bass. Which I actually like rock bass. I eat them. I think. Oh, you do? Yeah. Interesting. They're, they're good. Never tried you, it. See? That's, that's I think just, eating I bass eat is like a faux pas. Okay, like, well, here's. Don't but rock bass aren't. Art. All right, here, we're going to get dork out on fish species <laughs> here a little bit. Bass aren't even bass. Largemouth and smallmouth aren't bass. They're sunfish. They're part of the sunfish family. There are true bass, true bass are your temperate bass, your stripers, mm. striped bass, yep, white yep. bass, yellow bass, okay. white perch. Those are your bass species. Oh. I learned that from my DNR poster for them. Yeah. See, Northwest I would think it'd shell. be the other way around. Because right. so, to me, like a yellow bass looks more like a panfish. Right. You know? It does. Like I, think, I would think it would be opposite. Same with striped bass. What's the little yeah. white? White bass. Yeah, white bass. Mm-hmm. Those look like yep, those are actual white panfish. Bass. That's crazy. What we call bass are sunfish. Okay, interesting. In the sunfish family, I should say. <laughs> yeah. They're not sunfish. They're whatever. But yeah. rock, rock bass, bass don't share the same, um, mi- not mystique isn't the right word, but the, like, being shamed for keeping a bass by, mm-hmm. by a bass angler or somebody. Rock bass stigma. aren't in that. Yeah, they don't have that stigma. That's the word. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. They have quite the opposite stigma. That's mm. not. They don't have a good public image. They need a new <laughs> PR person, <laughs> and I'm happy to take up the mantle. I because see that. Because rock bass, they're great. They taste good. They just listen. If I filleted up a pile of bluegills, crappies, and rock bass, mm. and I put them on a plate for you, cooked, breaded, and cooked, I, know I would the offer you ten thousand dollars if you could find that rock bass and you will not be able to find that rock bass okay what i like about them is they're they they bite readily mm-hmm. because nobody keeps them you catch really good ones and per inch i think they yield more meat because they have super broad shoulders used for swimming around rocks and right. picking out crayfish from underneath yeah. all the crevices and stuff like that i may okay. take you up on that challenge for the ten thousand dollars <laughs> might have to only because of the ten thousand dollars but i don't actually eat fish I've oh, learned that well, right. fish, and not, I don't. You're definitely not going to be able to pick. I it. take them home for your parents. The I take them home to my parents and my sister. So yeah. yeah. Beth still stands. You're then. a good friend to have. You're definitely Patty. not going <laughs> to feel. If you don't eat fish, you're definitely not going to feel the difference. Yeah. But they, they're the they're the same. I actually challenged a buddy of mine one time. I'm going to do that this summer. I didn't offer him ten grand. I think I offered him a hundred bucks or something. He couldn't. He <laughs> he's like one of the biggest voices against can't eat those things are trash. Yeah, like, that's All right, what I would well, say. I'm gonna, we caught one while we we're mm-hmm. fishing. I'm like, well, I'm gonna mix this in with fish we're cooking up tonight. If you can pick it, 
if you can find it, I'll give you 100 bucks. He couldn't find it. Oh, my god! But gosh, even after I proved that, he still refused to eat them. Now, they can get wormy in the summertime with mm. the little white grubs and some of the black yeah. stuff, which can be a little off-putting. It's not doesn't harm you. Once they're cooked up, they're done. It doesn't change the flavor at all. It's just when you clean them, you're like, mm, you know. uh, So yeah. I can see that. But sunfish and perch get that, too. They get the exact they same thing. They do. Yep. So for some reason, people overlook that. It's like mm. they just need a better PR, man. They just need... <laughs> They're the ugly they stepchild. Need Dale. Yeah, they're the ugly stepchild. Let's yeah. make rock bass great again. <laughs> Is that your slogan <laughs> for yeah, the year? It's going to be. <laughs> like two podcasts in a row we've riffed off of that saying, thanks for that, Trump. <laughs> Got something good out of this. Exactly. Uh, no, I only brought up the fact that I don't eat because some people go, first of all, they're surprised that I'm a woman that likes to find fish. But then they find out that... I you love don't even, the fish, and yeah. I don't even don't eat, eat them. Yeah, I got a buddy the same way. He loves the he loves the fish, and he's always like, "Yeah, come fish with me." And the best part about it, you get to keep all my fish because mm-hmm. I don't eat it. I'm like, yeah, oh, whatever. I mean, I I love fish, but I rarely keep them. Yeah, I'm the same way. Unless I want a meal, I'm usually a catch and release. Yeah, we I'll promote keep, that. Yeah, with I, keep, yeah we I keep a meal I'm going to eat for that night. Yeah. pretty much. Now in the tournament league, like on event day, we keep our fish because we got to weigh them in. Generally, mm-hmm. it's super cold. Yeah. So, you know, Are you while you're weighing them and you're doing that. The winter tournament? Yeah, okay. the Minnesota Made Ice Fishing yep. Tournament. And, you know, you keep them in water, but, you know, it, you can't carting put around them on back. a four-wheeler all yeah. day long, they're, they're probably not, not going to make, make it, it, you know. Yeah. So it's we keep them then, um, mm-hmm. but they don't go to waste. I mean, yeah, eat them. The wife and kid loves it. Well, and see, all of our tournaments are catch and release. And, like, for the open water, if we catch them, bring them in for weigh-in, and they're still alive, we're going to release them. But if not... We actually have a member that takes them up to the Raptor Center. Oh, feed the so nobody is they're not actually allowed to keep the fish from the tournament. Okay, so. Yeah. so how does that work, like with the new pike regulations? Because there's length restrictions. Well, mm. we have to go by any restriction there is on a lake. Okay. So if uh, if it, if the lake has a walleye That's slot, <laughs> if the lake has a walleye yeah, slot, yeah, we follow that. Mean, if the wake has a lot walleye slot, we go by that. If a, if a contestant er, brings in a fish that's outside of that slot, they can get DQ'd on it. Sure. We actually had somebody get DQ'd, disqualified last year for the open water tournament because they brought in a northern that was outside the slot. Mm. Yeah, you might run into that. You might want to make sure everybody's aware of it because yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not a big northern. No. Like, it's, yeah. what, 24 inches and under? Mm-hmm. You can keep 10 of them or something okay. like that. But then I think you can keep two over 32, maybe. Right, okay. So, But that's a big deal. I mean, there's 10 inches yeah. of northern, yeah. which is the bulk of the northerns that live and in this And I don't think state. this was that big of a northern, but it was outside the slot for that It lake was super close, lake, sure. I think. And it was I think really they just close, took the yeah. risk and, unfortunately, it didn't go their way. It's but. not worth it. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Got to risk it for the biscuit. As this. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever they are. I and I don't think I've My ever grandpa? uttered no. those words. That, I love I've it. I've never grandpa. heard that term. I've heard it. I don't think I've ever uttered it. But if your grandpa says it, I'm in. <laughs> That's what goes through my head when I'm outdoors. I'm like, should I make a bridge and cross this broken shore? <laughs> uh, should I cr- trespass? No, I'm just no. <laughs> Let's edit that out. No, nope, it's in. There's no editing. Uh, I don't agree. Is that why it's called full anything. scale? Yeah, everything. Everything, all encompassing fishing, hunting, foraging, uh, you name it. Little with a little edge. Maybe we need, yeah. So, like, is there a shared hunting thing with the women anglers, Minnesota? Does it cross over? We have or is some talk members. About doing a women hunting. hunters of Minnesota. And we M- have H-M. some of our members who are members of other hunting organizations um i don't know if any of our members have ever gotten together to go hunting not that i recall well i know but i I know there's a common interest there but well didn't you go with sharon last year yes i did so that was my own my own personal story i actually (laughs) have never hunted before um but i love to target shoot with my compound bow which is also sure, uh, set up for hunting. So decided to put it to its full its fullest use this year. Yeah. And I went deer hunting for the first time. No, 
Didn't even see a deer, but it was an awesome learning day. Yeah. I learned so much. That was at the end of the season, so unfortunately that was the only time I went out, but now I'm going turkey hunting in a few weeks. So. But that she had put some, something out there in our members-only Facebook group, and one of yep. the other members mm-hmm. reached out to her. Invited cool. her out. Yeah. That Sharon really Rittenauer nice has been really cool. Cole, the first... Erin and I joined Wayham the same exact year, and that mm-hmm. that first winter, Sharon even invited us up to learn how to use augers and everything else. So Yeah, that was one of my first times ice fishing where I really got the full experience of setting everything up yourself, learning how to drill the That's holes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so Sharon's been a really good uh, role model and a good educator for the next generation, so we're very thankful for her. She's definitely an asset to our club and i know she's done that with more people than just myself i know patty too with tournament and you're fishing with sharon this year yep she invited me to fish the tournament with her this year yeah and her daughters are in the club and her granddaughters are in the club and they help at all of our events so when we say we really are like a whamily that's been our new (laughs) whamily our new hashtag going around um yeah it's it's in the true sense of the word Literally and figuratively. And we've had a lot of people learn from each other. I mean, look at Patty Johnson's story mm-hmm. and Pat Housland. Patty really wanted to learn how to fish for muskie and really wanted to catch a muskie. And she started, Pat started inviting her along and they started going out together. And Patty caught her first muskie with yeah, a sweet. Pat Housland. I think it was a so, tiger muskie, too. Yep. Oh, I still have yet to catch I one know. of those. Me, I want one. Me either. Want so we one. have a lot of those stories where people go into the Facebook group and say, I have an open seat. Or does anybody have an open seat? Or And we, I think we've got a lot of long-time, long-life friendships that are being made mm-hmm. in our group, too. Sweet. Yeah, oh, that's a definitely a bond. I mean, anything outdoors, when you share it with mm. whoever it is, mm-hmm. fellow women or family members, anybody, it's just that, you, that there's a shared element to it. You know, you're you're out in the, using your outdoor skills, if you will. So there's like a, you know, not necessarily a survival right. instinct. But I think at like a genetic level, it's kind of in us, you know, yep. the, the hunter foragers from way back it's i think common it's that bond. yeah you get that commonality and, and you form like really strong friendships that you mm-hmm. just aren't going to form over drinking a beer yep. at the bar you know or you know whatever mm-hmm. whatever the pastime definitely not going to build that kind of a bond you know over like snapchat or yep. you know whatever on, on some <laughs> sort of technology like it's just not just, there's no risk involved mm-hmm. i think the risk involved and it might be mm-hmm. it might be slight but if you're on the water on a, in a boat, there's an element of risk there. You know, right. your equipment fails or whatever. So anytime I think there's an element of risk, the people that are, are sharing that experience, there's some sort of bond that's happening there. That for sure. You know, got to look out for You're each all other. in it together yeah, kind of a sure. mentality. You're, you're yeah. relying on somebody else. And it's just naturally going to form a bond. But And I think we have three. I, I like to say that we have three different kinds of members we have the members that are married and they can't really learn from their significant others Mm -hmm. um they're better off learning from other people and so that's a good reason for this group or the significant other is going off on a weekend trip and instead of being left at home they want to go find their own fishing to do sure the other kind of member that we have is single people like me who have grown up fishing but they just want to learn more and learn different techniques. All my dad ever did was, and still does, at the age of 84, is troll with a yellow Mr. Twister, period. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much described my old man. tried and true. You, you, you know? You, you, you wanted to learn different ways. You described my old man, except instead of the Mr. Twister, it was a Lindy little Joe Spinner. Oh. He, would, he would get crazy and change up yeah. Spinner color once in a while. Right. Um, and then mm-hmm. the only other variance was uh, what type of bait, minnow, mm-hmm. leech, or worm. That's it. And they're troll between 8 and 14 feet of water. They're either biting or they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it's learning more about something I love. And then we have the members that learn to love fishing when they were in a relationship. And all of a sudden, that relationship isn't there anymore. And they don't have any girlfriends you know, that, fish. that fish. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so they've joined the club. They've made new friends. They've 
Got their, their own equipment. Things. They've gotten their own equipment. Um, one of the advantages of being a member of Women Anglers in Minnesota is we do have some good gear discounts in the industry. Nice. And so they we even have loaner equipment like Vexars and oh, super hub cool. shacks and heaters and rods for um, the people who don't, you know, they're not able to invest in their own equipment just yet. Or maybe they're testing it out. And That's awesome. Because that yeah. definitely could be a barrier. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. You know, I mean. Some people just don't have it. Exactly. And whatever that barrier is, whether it's financial or it's transportation or, um, you know, someone to fish with, anything like that that could come up that might uh, make someone feel like they don't have a place or that they're not able to do something, that's our main mission is to try to break down those barriers and give them, you know, help them out with those things. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's super cool. And on the subject of equipment, you're a new boat owner. I am. Yep, it's coming up on a year. It'll be a year in July. So we had a short How time exciting. together <laughs> season. <laughs> it's a relationship. Yeah, it is. I'm having some uh, withdrawals right now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> does it have a name? Did you name it? Uh, yes, I even have a decal on it. I knew it. Guess what it is? I have no idea. Miss Behaven. Nice. Now you're really good at that. Mike Johnson actually <laughs> helped oh, really? me. <laughs> yeah, that was his idea. I was like, oh, I kind of like that. It's a little sassy, little, a little sassy. Yeah. Pretty so much like you. <laughs> you know, I do have a sassy streak in me, not going to no, lie. No, I, can, I don't see that at all. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, first boat, I, you know, a couple of my family members have cabins, so I've grown up being in the boat but never really driving the boat. Um, I practiced a little bit with my friend, Kristen, who's also the president of our club, um, luckily she was able to take me out a bunch beforehand and just get me comfortable. And actually r- that's what kind of gave me the push to actually go boat shopping. Cause I think you have all these ideas in your head that you can't do something until sure. you actually yeah. do it. And you're like, wow, that wasn't as that bad wasn't as I harsh. thought. Yeah. So yeah, it is weird. I like yeah. It. That's just a typical yeah. example of how we help each other out and encourage and push each other to, to reach that next goal. So get yeah, proud tri- boat owner. Tricked out. Yeah. Um, it's got a couple little bells and whistles on it, but it's a pretty good starter boat, I think. Um, 16 and a half foot single console or side console. Yeah. Uh, I upgraded the motor on it because I do have, nice. you know, that little need for speed, I must say. So. <laughs> Misbehaving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she lives up to her name. <laughs> yeah. Is she fast? Yeah. She goes nice. pretty quick. She goes about 40, 45 when she's topped out, so... Yeah, this year my mission is to just get more uh, my fellow women anglers in the boat with me. Last year was kind of my learning year. So um, that is one of the main reasons why I was able to integrate so well in the club because people gave me those opportunities. So Mm -hmm. really looking forward to just giving back. And hopefully if I can just inspire one other of our members to to, um, have the courage or even just the insight as to that you can have a boat and you can do this too. Um, it's, that's it's what we're going for. Super so. liberating. I mean, I remember yeah. uh, there's been times I've been like super broken. I didn't have a <laughs> boat and super crabby. Yeah. You know, and people, why don't we just fish offshore? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. But like the analogy I gave my wife yeah. was like, yep, that I would technically be fishing, but it's not the same. It's I said, it would be like, you're too broke to buy a book because she just likes to read. Mm. So why don't you just read over somebody's shoulder? You're still reading. Yeah. You're not really enjoying it. Or read the cereal box. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, technically you're reading. I mean, why can't you just do that? (laughs) It's good enough, right? (laughs) She goes, I get get it. it. That makes sense. Like, yeah, I need to get a boat. Some big steel and rob. I don't know what I got to do, but. uh, Mm -hmm. Well, Patty has a pretty good boat story, too. Well, mine is a three <laughs> generation. My grandfather bought it in 1960, brand new. It's a 16 or it's a 14 foot crestliner. Bought it brand new in 1960. Bought the 18 horse Johnson Polestart for like 50 bucks the whole package, right? No, he bought it. Well, <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, know things what were he, cheap back then. Yeah, they were. <laughs> but he, and then he bought <laughs> the motor three years later. So he had the 60, and then the motors in 1963. And I like to give people grief. Don't you even say a word about my motor being old because it was born <laughs> the same year I was. <laughs> but um, it's so funny because my grandfather saved everything. We had all of the brochures from when he bought it and even the letter when he got the boat. And it was the, a color he wasn't expecting. And he wrote a letter to Crestliner saying, mm. why isn't my boat blue? 
Oh, wow. You must have not been able to pick your boat and color he back. Wrote, Apparently not. And, well, the brochure showed blue. Oh. And okay. the boat that came was red and red. silver, yep. which oh. it still popular, is today. Yeah. And I didn't grow up fishing here in Minnesota because I'm a military brat. So when we finally moved back here in 75, within a couple of years, my grandfather was gone. So then it became my father's first boat. And he fished in it until 96 when he retired. But at that point, I couldn't, I couldn't get it from him. So it went to an uncle. And then finally, eight years later, we had always told my uncle that when he was ready to sell it, he had to offer it back to the family. Mm. Mm. before he sold it. So I went, I guess I'm buying a boat. <laughs> so I bought the boat. Uh, you know, oh. I got I got the boat. And then that following winter, I bought my my first house. And I had a boyfriend at the time, and he always handled the boat. So I never really, I had started learning how to handle it, but then he always just took over. Sure. Well, then five or six years later, now I'm back to handling it myself, and I had to start to all pay. over again, learning how to handle it. And... But I've been back in boats and trailers and that kind of s- stuff seven or eight years. And nice. So, you know, that's one of those things that everybody's a little scared about is back in the trailer. I mm-hmm. think more people are afraid of that than actually <coughs> handling the boat on the water. More people My biggest challenge, honestly, is coming into the dock. You're right. Really? That yeah, I can get it water, in and out fine, my, but... I don't know. I just my depth perception or something. I've had a couple dingers. Not gonna lie. <laughs> they should give us all like uh, you know those bumpers. those pool noodles that yeah. you can put yeah. Like yeah. for like the first two months that Coming you own in it. Hot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. You're right. Once I was on the water, that was my biggest concern. Yeah. Was coming into the dock. It wasn't. See, I was, when I was starting to learn how to drive a boat, I was always surprised at how fast a boat would stop. Mm. Like once you killed the motor, I'm like. I always kill it too early. I'm like, oh, man, I'm coming in so fast to kill the motor. I'm like, and there's the dock way over there. (laughs) Uh, Now I come screaming in because I got the the ranger. Yeah, it definitely takes practice. That's one thing I've learned. Yeah, it's like anything. I mean, it's just how you do it. I had a couple days where I just went and just did the basics, didn't even fish, (laughs) you know, in and out. Sure. Dock and then circle back around. My boyfriend, do it again, do it again, do it again. So, so when you're left to your own devices and you're going fishing, what do you <coughs> like to fish for? You know, I'm a true multi-species angler. Um, usually I love to fish for big panfish and then bass. Um, I think the high caliber trophy panfish are just amazing to me. Even in the summertime? Yes. Um, I fish for panfish year-round pretty much. Um, of course, the bigger ones are always fun, but I can sit on a pile of crappies or sunfish all day, no matter what size they are, and have we'll fun. So, them, yeah. Yeah. Um, bass fishing, obviously, in the summer. And I love spring and fall with topwater presentations. Those are probably my favorite. This winter, I actually got into a little bit of walleye fishing. So that was really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to pick that up again next year. And then last summer, I recently got into musky fishing. Nice. So, yep, every year I try to take on a little bit something new, and I feel like I've kind of mastered sure, one thing. Yeah. And um, moving on, of course, I'm always learning, but, you know, it's time to expand your horizons every yeah. once in a while. So I pretty much stick to panfish in the winter. But yeah. with that said, a lot of I people always do. have an ultralight in my rod yep. locker. <laughs> so I'm fish for bass, and you come across, mm-hmm. like, some spawning crappies or bluegills or yeah. you just – Stumble, you know, if you're mm-hmm. out there flipping docks or whatever, and a couple giant bluegills come sprinting out, it's like, whoop, let's pick this right. little flu flu jig and flip that out there yeah. and catch that guy into the box, you know, like just while I'm fishing for bass, I'll, you mm-hmm. know, incidentally get a meal. It's right. Like perfect. Yeah. It's best of both worlds. Yeah, it's a <laughs> lot of fun. Do you, uh, like, you trout fish at all? Uh, I actually went trout fishing for the first time a couple years ago, open water. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to the Brule River. Up in northern Wisconsin. Uh, I have not. I know where it is. I have not it's actually like fished there. It's like pristine water trout fishing. You could sight fish trout all day long. Yeah, it's just pretty, don't they get pretty big browns? They there? do. Um, and I think brook trout are pretty popular. Uh, rainbow. There's a lot of rainbow trout. I caught my first rainbow there. Pretty small, but. Um, Wasn't that was Wisconsin women yep, fish? Wisconsin women fish. They're another oh, okay. women's fishing club in Wisconsin. Not affiliated with Wham, but similar concept. Um, so that was one of their trips I actually went on. And then this winter, 
I've been trying to do this trip for three years, but uh, because it's in Milwaukee, sometimes they don't get good ice every yeah, year. Right. It's yep. too warm there. So yep. uh, the past two years, this trip has gotten canceled due to poor ice conditions. But this year, we finally made it work with all the cold and the Sweet. snow. Yeah, right. And I landed uh, a nice big brown trout, the one I've been dreaming of nice. for See, this that's long. that's on my bucket list. And it was probably the most fun fish I've ever reeled in. Just because they fight so hard and then, you know, you get them to the top and you can see them under the ice and then whew, right back down to the bottom. We did that probably two or three times before I finally wore her out. Nice. So, How big was it? Uh, I don't remember the exact length, but I think it was around a 10-pound fish, they said. So, nice. That's yeah, a big fish. It was pretty big. Big for me. I mean, yeah. I know that no, I was, Milwaukee I me Harbor. Earlier. It's a big fish. Yeah. Uh, that it's a big fish for anybody. Milwaukee Harbor holds huge trout. I think they're all Once stocked you start and managed. Double but digit trout. That's a big I know. trout. Yeah. So there's bigger out there. I think I'm going to try again next winter if the conditions you pan out. Did fly fishing at all? I did fly fish on that one trip I mentioned to the Brule River. Um, I didn't catch anything, but. Man, I just give a lot of respect to fly anglers. It takes so much patience and coordination. So, you know a good way to break in to uh, fly fishing mm. is for panfish from yep. bluegills. Those, yep. those things will destroy anything that remotely looks like a bug. Actually, they'll destroy anything that fits in their mouth, and, and a lot of stuff that mm -hmm. won't. They'll just peck at it. But it, like you good can sit tip. up there on the deck of your on your boat, you know, especially if they're spawning. You get over a spawning bed. And when they're Dude, up shallow. You're going to have so much fun. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. That's a good good tip. I you never knew that. You can spawning. You get there early, like a couple weeks after ice out, when mm -hmm. the fish move really shallow, those dark northern bays are starting to warm up, and they're in there feeding on minnows or yep. whatever. And you throw like a, a woolly bugger fly, which is Ooh. just a... Basic. It's not, yeah, it's really basic. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen those, you know, I think. A, like... It doesn't even matter what color, honestly. <laughs> you cast that thing out there and you just kind of strip it back. Mm -hmm. You'll have so much fun. It's just, it's so much fun. My trouble is it. the actual getting the fly to the spot you want it to go yeah, to. Yeah, no, it takes a little bit. It takes yeah. a little bit doing. One of the biggest mm -hmm. uh, uh, hurdles is like the mindset you have to remember when you're fly fishing is you're not casting the lure, you're casting the line. Yep. And I think that's what people, they keep trying to force the fly out there and mm -hmm. you're casting the line so it's like you don't even really pay attention to what the lure is doing. doing it's more of the line and it's rhythm if you don't have rhythm you're going to be a shitty fly fisherman yeah that's just all there is to it yep i'm going to try my hand at it again maybe we should, we should fun. do something with wham because we get a lot of women asking about fly fishing we so. have a lot of women that fly fish yeah so. yeah you should definitely should do that it'd be uh -huh. a lot of fun it's super easy to learn because you don't because you're not casting a lure you don't even really need to tie on a lure Mm -hmm. So you could just put, like, almost anything on the end of a line just so you can kind of see where it lands. Like, the end of the line, put, like, uh, I don't know, get some colored, like, electrical tape or something just so you can see. Mm -hmm. Go out in the back. Somebody's got a big yard yeah. or a soccer field or whatever. And just <laughs> And just practice out there. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to get hooked. Nobody, you know, exactly. You can't. I mean, it's be mm – -hmm. once you get that down – I think we've all practiced in our backyards with various things oh, at some sure. point or another. Yeah. And that's I how I learned to cast my bait caster. In the, my and see, that's what I have to do is because I've never, my, I'm from my father's daughter. I learned how, I mean, my dad was always just fishing for walleye and crappie. Mm -hmm. That's what he eats. Right. He wouldn't even yeah. eat bluegills. So I didn't even oh. learn how to eat. Freak. You know. <laughs> Well, you understand, my dad got out of the Air Force at 42. I had to teach my 80-plus-year-old dad how to bobber fish. He didn't even know how to wow. bobber fish. So, oh, that's my favorite. You that's know, my jam, so, You know, but number one, I, I, I don't eat fish, so I don't care what I'm catching. So I am trying to learn more, and that's one of those things. With this club last year, we did the internal fish donkey tournament. It's a it's an fish app. donkey. It's like app. a virtual oh, tournament. Fish donkey. Okay, I'm yeah. And no. we had a bluegill yeah. contest, and mm -hmm. so it kind of forced me to go out and sure. yeah, try to learn go. and focus on you know catching blue f or bluegills. And last year, I think we did a catfish one. Yep, we did catfish fish last year, and this year we've got a catfish one coming, mm -hmm. catfish and carp one coming up. That's going to run two months with the nice. fish donkey app. That's one thing we did this year was we had our first virtual ice fishing tournament 
for the whole U.S. We had 500 people. Over 500 women register. It had to be crappies only. Crappies only. That's what I said, Florida. But I know we had at least. There's a few states that are going to not going to play so hot. But we had at least nine or ten women from at least nine or ten states participate. Yeah. So, you know, the the club kind of. If you want to, you can gives you opportunities to try something new and try something mm-hmm. different, whether it's events like that or the yeah. virtual fish donkey app or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That sounds so. like fun. That would be interesting. How do they go about, like, how do you register it? How do you know someone's not uh, gaming the system? Well, it all has to be done in real time. So, like, if I catch a crappie, I have to get out my app and take – uh, a picture of it on the ruler. Okay. And then you take a picture of you holding it, and you take a picture, a video of the release, because it has to be catch and release. Oh, okay. That's and cool. because it's all done in real time, you can't upload pictures from your gallery. Um. And then somebody actually manually goes through and verifies or, you know, uh, makes sure that the fish is legal and meets the requirements. And, um, yeah, we had a ton of really good sponsors this year who donated all of the prizes for the top 25 winners. Nice. So, yeah, it was a really huge success, and I think we'll probably do it again next year. And our sponsors are just awesome to us, and they believe in our mission and what we're doing. And like I said, the industry is changing so much, and I think people are really catching on to this. So, Bobber fishing, huh? Yeah, I love bobber <laughs> fishing. Yeah, work on that. It's so elementary, but it's so fun. I just <laughs> feel like there's no there's better feeling than watching really your cool bobber go down. There is something there really is. cool with that. Do you want to know what else is really cool? What? You take a like a thirty second ounce jig, and you cast it out there, and you just like swim, hop it back, mm. and then it just disappears because a crappie comes bolting out of cabbage and ate it. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> anytime you can see what's happening to your bait and then it disappears, whether yeah, it's your bobber, that's super fun, flying under I, or your I jig getting thumped. I so rarely thumped. use a bobber, like especially yeah. in the winter time. Yeah, like I don't bobber fish in the winter. I'm have, a like, jigger. But see, I do, I do Except because for walleyes, I mean, I've been ice walleyes. fishing for just less than four years. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in my hub. I've got one hole here and one hole here. Of course, I'm the kind that I'm not necessarily going out and hole hopping, which mm-hmm. if you're doing that, you know, you are only using one hole. But I'm, you know, finding the fish, setting up the hub. And so I'll have two holes. One's got my bobber in it and the other one I'm chicken out of. I can't even imagine only drilling two holes. I'm well, like, a well, hole hopper. I'm, I'm I'm drilling more than that, I'm a but hole you know, once I find the fish, I'm sitting there. Fifty but holes is like I'm just getting warmed <laughs> up. <laughs> but I'm just you must getting, have a really good auger. I'm just getting used. You know, I'm just learning, and so yeah. that's There's, the way oh, that's that cool. there are I learned some days from where somebody like that. you just want to plant down and no. you know. Just no, relax with the no. heater on. Watch, no, not. watch a football no. game. <laughs> nope. And then there's other days where you want to stay on those fish and you got to move I, around. I, so. I just, I honestly, I don't know if it's just, I, I just. I can't, get it. Well, you're a guide, so it's not still. in your nature to do that. Well, it's more no, common like, with in a, women. In a wheelhouse, like it just because I'm in a different state of mind. Then. Mm-hmm. It's like you set up a wheelhouse, it's super comfy in there. You're gonna crack a beer or whatever, and just gonna sit there. And it's like when you're doing that, it's like if I catch a fish, great. If not, mm-hmm. eh, whatever. Yeah. You know? Well, and I don't think it's all that. It's just common with men and women. I I know a lot of guys that go out and they set up their hub and they fish out of their mm-hmm. hub. And Tons of people do. Or yeah. they flip it's over and they really go. Really dependent. It's on not each happening individual. there. Then they move on and yeah. punch a couple more holes. And mm-hmm. I talk to people on the ice all the time, and so so often I'll talk to somebody who's got their holes their flip over their Mm -hmm. hub or just a bucket and they're fishing their two holes or maybe they're like going crazy and they got six to eight holes out there and it's the same story like oh how you know keeping any or catching any or whatever and they're like oh you know it's kind of slow finding (laughs) some dink perch and like how long you been out there and like oh well you're four hours just don't see well, me biting i'm thinking kind of wonder why you know <laughs> well I've, I've been smashing them so um but i haven't been sitting in one spot either yeah so yep. kind of got to go to the fish sometimes. exactly yeah um, it's kind of the key but like i said it's kind of different for for everybody everybody gets what they it want is, and it's what, it. yeah exactly i was gonna say it's what they want maybe mm-hmm. they don't want to maybe they can whole hop maybe they don't have the physicality to whole hop and it's like you know, yep it was hard enough for them to drag their carcass out and drill through holes and plop down. I get like that when it's really windy, like when the elements. But I'm like, I'd rather just be out on the ice and do anything else right now. So I'm going to bring my 
shack and my heater, and I'm just going to see what circles through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's better than sitting on the couch. I've never caught a fish on the couch Exactly. Ever. Well, once. and it kind of depends on who you learn from. The people I learned from were the kind that went out. They, punch, they punch holes yeah. until they found fish, and then they set up their mm-hmm. hub yeah, or their, you know, shack or whatever. before hole hopping was cool with a hand auger yep. way back in the oh, day. Me wow. and my, yeah, my, old dad, my old man would go out and we'd <laughs> get on a point, and we'd just start drilling holes. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we found out where the fish were at. No, he That's was more crazy. of a sit down and but once fish he found once them. Once found them, but I would still move around. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. You know, I just never was one to just sit yeah. still. There are some days where I'm, like, hell-bent works against me at some times. You know? which I probably should sit still when you're on, like, a high-traffic area of the bottleneck or whatever and fish are moving through. Mm-hmm. I could be moving too often, and, like, I moved right before the fish came back around the hole or something. I, I've, I've, I've seen that happen mm-hmm. to me a few times. So that's it, not always the best yeah, best method for sure. I just don't have the patience to sit mm-hmm. there. Oh, man, back in the day before electronics, I don't even know how I did it. <laughs> it's not a Vexlar. I mean, just. Yeah. There's a couple Honestly, of days. Don't know. I mean, I am a slave to that machine. Yeah. I 100% admit it. If I don't have it, if I forgot it, you feel just helpless. I'm buying a new one. Or I'm going home and I'm getting that one. I don't care if I'm four hours late to wherever yeah. I'm going. Like, I'm not. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely you know, a safety blanket. Once I started learning how to ice fish, that was the first thing I bought was a Vexilar. You not know, a bad when I first went ice fishing the first time ever, I had a rod that yeah, I, I bought it when in. You bought your Vexilar. I had bought. I had bought a rotted in an estate sale hmm. and it, i had a couple of jigs and that's what i went with the first time i went ice fishing but then i eventually got my first rod and then one of the people were inviting me to go along with them sure. and i realized the first thing i needed before i bought anything else auger shelter or anything was i needed to get a flasher and i picked up a used one and that's the one i've still got and nice. hopefully Mm-hmm. Hopefully going to be upgrading next year. Tried this year, but. Me too. I got my eye on that 28. Oh, it's nice. I know. I, I used it a couple times this this year, and then I went back to mine. I was like, womp. So she went here all hopping because it has the auto depth function The on zoom, it. yes. Zoom. So nice. I feel like it's better for fishing in deeper water, too, because, yeah. like, we went to Devil's Lake this year, and my Vexlar, even on, like, the highest number setting or whatever to do the depth it was still not functioning right but everybody that had a 28 seemed to be doing just fine mm-hmm. so as you expand and grow i've noticed that i started investing in you know equipment that's yeah, going to help me natural transition yeah yeah as, if, as you yeah as you just learn more mm-hmm. you you know you're 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 honing the, you're honing the blade i right. mean you just you're getting it down to more of a science and you're picking up on the the little details, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it makes a difference in the long run for sure. Yeah. Um, I myself, I got lucky and I won my ion and my hob and a raffle. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, she has a horseshoe <laughs> upper, nice. you know where. No, that was three years ago, though. Uh-huh, but still, I, I feel like you're stuff, always winning stuff. If I wouldn't have won them, I don't know that I yeah. have them yet. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, have my own, you know, probably gone out and bought a used auger and and I shouldn't say this, but at my age <laughs> and my height, going out and <laughs> getting on a thereof. big auger. I mean, for our ice tournament on Malax, we were using extensions, and those things are oh, like above oh, my yeah. head. I'm, like, I'm yeah. five for one, and I'm like, really? Yeah, exactly. Five foot nothing. Um, <laughs> wait a second. Give me credit my inch and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they sure people yeah, like I those just, quarters. <laughs> but you know every quarter counts yeah and i'm on team short girl and in our members only group i mean women can go into the ice fishing groups you know the regular general ice fishing groups and ask which is the best auger which one's the best mm-hmm. you know kind of stuff but what might be better for a guy might not you know it might be better something sure. different might be, be better for yeah. a woman you know and it all depends on the woman too I personally am really incompetent when it comes to combustible engines. Okay, you guys Electric so is like auger. awesome. So, so are you using a gas auger? Have you used the K drill at all? Oh yeah, I I've one. used it. I, I have the the ion. We have a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of the ladies have the K drill. I like that plate that comes with it. A lot of men with them. I mean, I think so much lighter than like even the ion. I know. Oh yeah. And when if you're if you are a hole hopper, it's awesome. But even if you're not, like. 
as yeah. a woman if you don't want to lug a giant mm-hmm. thing around. The cage drill is super light. And even the even the guys don't want it. They no, they I don't want mine. I want mine. Like we, they don't want to drag around, around something. We'll that's pack into like these so like, remote lakes and stuff. Like I don't want to haul around a heavy ass. Auger. No, I want light. Yep, mm-hmm. light especially fast. when you're moving around. Well, like I think I saw one of the one of the fishing groups did a poll on who's. Who's um, using what kind of augers, you know? Mm. An electric ant was right up there at the top. They didn't break it, break it down into ion versus, yeah. you know, the Strike Master lithium or the k But the electric is really right up there at the yeah. top. I mean, that's a, fa- that's a Facebook group who has 70,000 members. Yeah, and the crazy. majority of them were putting in there the electric. Mm-hmm. I, I, believe I it. love it. But, you know, we had to use... Because an emergency, you know, run out of batteries or whatever, we had to use a power auger a couple times, and it was like, holy crap, is this thing heavy? I know. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I used a gas auger the for the first time this winter, actually, and that thing just cuts like oh, yeah. butter. Oh, they, They're so reliable. They, the they are more There's maintenance, but yeah, I thought that was the doubt. easiest. It didn't get caught up, and I had to throw it in reverse. It yeah. went to the bottom super fast. Well, the K drill is nice. I really for that. liked it's it. It's really good for reopening holes, too. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome, especially if you have, like, a nice house. And yeah. Cadrill's great yeah. for that. Great invention, right? Yeah, super good. Yeah. I think my battery's getting weaker, so we should probably wrap this up before it cuts off on us. So pimp out all your social media and how people can get a hold of you. So our website's probably your first uh, best bet. That's going to have everything that you need to know about membership, what we have coming up for events, different programs and stuff that we offer. You can also sign up there. Uh, membership's $25 a year. It includes access to seasonal fishing trips, two tournaments a year, quarterly membership meetings where we have you know an update of what's going on, a social aspect, and then an educational piece too. We usually have mm-hmm. a guest speaker that comes. Um, we have awesome, awesome uh, collection of discounts from a lot of our sponsors, a lot of other companies that support women in fishing, substantial discounts. And yeah, just access to 700 other women that like to fish. So for $25 a year, I think you get a lot for your money. So that's our website. You can sign up there. Um, We also have a Facebook page, a public page. You can find us under Women Anglers of Minnesota. And then if you do join, you get access to our private Facebook group where people are always kind of communicating about going fishing together or sharing best practices. So, oh, we also recently joined Instagram. Yeah, so go on Instagram. You know what's super exciting about Instagram? What? You post Instagram and just click a little button on your Instagram app and it does Facebook for you. Yeah, it shares to Facebook. It actually does Twitter and Tumblr too, but I don't tweet or tumble. Yeah, we don't do that. Or Snapchat. We haven't gotten into Snapchat yet. Oh, you're not in Snapchat yet? I was like, I don't think I'm following you on Snapchat. No, we've thought about it for kind of trying to reach some of our younger members. For sure. Yeah. Fire it up. Come on, social media queen. Get on it. (laughs) (laughs) No, our members, I mean, it's a members only group, whether it's, you know, trying to figure out. What size, you know, how do, how do muck boots, you know, fit for sizing, yeah, you know, do sure. I need to get, I mean, whether it's that or what rods or what reels or, I mean, it's going in there and ask a lot of different questions and with our discounts and everything else, you make up that $25 really, really fast. Well, it pays for itself. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, especially you're getting those Pretty discounts. Pretty fast. Exactly. You get a lot for your money, but yeah, that's where to find us and it, our contact information is on the website, too, if anybody has any questions or wants to know more before they join. A lot of people kind of hang out on the outskirts and just watch what we're doing for a little bit before sure. they end up joining. So um, we totally get that, but we welcome well, everybody. Don't be afraid, and jump in. Exactly. Well, and I always recommend when, when people join the Facebook group, I always recommend, you know, create a, a post introducing yourself, where you live, mm-hmm. what you like to fish for. And I mean, most of those posts ends up with twenty or thirty different comments, comments and likes about and where I live, where I live in your area. Yeah, and, and they're on the fence. You shouldn't be on the fence. Just just do it. Do it. There's, there's, do it. there's no. You really have nothing to lose. It. You have so much more you could possibly yeah. gain. And it's not. You have. Yeah. yeah this club has no given one, me so much. Even as a board member, it's given it. me more than what I've put in. So well, I have fi- I have Facebook friends that I met through the other fishing groups. A couple of the ladies. They were my Facebook friends for two years mm-hmm. before they actually took the leap and joined Wham. I kept trying to push them into it, and I kept sharing all of the stuff that we were doing and the events we were doing. And every time you say it, I get the song stuck in my head. <laughs> You're making up a little jingle and for they, us. They finally, 
they finally we do. joined <laughs> and they don't regret it for a minute and no. they they're like, it's like the best they dove thing head head first into it you know yeah. not everybody has to do that but a couple of those friends dove head in head first and they've gotten involved and this club awesome. is really what you, you don't look make back. of it you know you can participate in as little as you want or as much as you want so there's something really for everybody and yeah if you're a women out there who loves to fish at least check us out, you yeah, know. for sure. Yeah, see what we're about. That's awesome. That's pretty yeah. cool. Well, thank you so much for having us. Hey, this was really fun on. to this is great. hear about you your outdoor excursions any, uh, and your chickens. and. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. All sorts of stuff. Teach you how to find some mushrooms. You're just a jack of all trades. Do a wham mushroom <laughs> hunt session or something. Yeah, um, that'd be awesome. Foraging. But anytime you guys have stuff coming up in the future, just reach out. For sure. We'll get you on. And yeah. Just another outlet for you guys to get the word out. Any, well, thank you everybody, for everybody, Yeah, thank you for reaching out to us. The more and more people that get involved in the outdoors, whatever it is. The better. We're out. The we're better all because off. our yep. voices are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. The cities are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So we just have to scream louder. Like you said, we're all in it together. Yep, you know? absolutely. Common, common yeah. bond. Yeah, 100%. All right, ladies, I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll try to send as many people in your way. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Huge thanks to everybody who has taken the time to uh, download and subscribe to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast, to rate us, to review us. Um, You're doing great things, and we are growing every day, and I really appreciate it. Another way we're growing is we have joined the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. So what that means is people can now find us and listen to us on the Waypoint app on your Apple TV, on Roku, Amazon Fire Stick, smart TVs, uh, hell, even gaming systems. So um, if you haven't downloaded the Waypoint app, do it now. You're going to thank me. It has over 2,500 of the best hunting and fishing shows and short films out there. This is one of the best apps you're going to find. So I just would like to say thank you again for those that have already subscribed. Let's share it. Let's keep this thing going. And, uh, I am proud to say that the Full Scale Outdoors podcast is now part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. So thank you very much. Every once in a while, it's fun to go with, like, just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. Six, eight Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.